freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 351 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com where you set the price on guns ammo and accessories i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd our theme today is Virginia Election Alert, and our guest is Philip Van Cleve. Philip has been the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League since 2001 and is an award-winning grassroots activist. Philip served as a reserve deputy sheriff in Texas for seven years and as an NRA instructor. Philip Van Cleve believes that the right to keep and bear arms as a fundamental human right and is an unabashed supporter who has fought for the right to keep and bear arms for many years in Virginia and across the United States. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me on. I was looking forward to this. Absolutely. I can't believe it's been this long. Uh, and and we this is the first time I believe we've had you on. And I'm even a member of the VCDL all the way from the state of Arizona. Arizona. Yes, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. So we're calling today's show an election alert for the state of Virginia, because there are some really major seats to be voted on in just a couple of days. We're sitting in the studio on Tuesday, October 26th of 2021. Uh, the election is just around the corner. And uh, this is a very consequential election where multiple seats are up for vote. Please talk to us about what those seats are and why this is so important. Okay, and yeah, November second is the election. It's just a week from week from today, so this is really close. By the way, you can vote in person up until the through the thirtieth, which is Saturday. We okay. suggest you do that. Vote early and vote vote. vote. And let's talk about what what's up, what's for grabs. Major things. I don't think I've talked to anybody in Virginia who has not felt that, you know, what's going on here? It feels like we're on, on a ship headed towards uh, the rocks, about to be smashed into the rocks. But we have a chance to actually turn this whole ship around and, and actually set an example for the country. The whole country's in trouble. And I think a lot of eyes are cast here as a prediction for what's going to happen next year when mm -hmm. most of the other states have their elections. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, what's up is we, we're going to real, we're going to elect our governor, uh, our lieutenant governor, which is a very important position right now uh, because our Senate is almost deadlocked. So a tie votes broken by the lieutenant governor and our current lieutenant governor has always broken the tie in the wrong direction. Yes. Uh, let's, well, yeah, let's sail harder into the rocks. Let's do that. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's, that's been his go. And then, then the attorney general. Attorney generals, you know, help uh, protect, you know, fight for the state laws and, and uh, do things uh, with 
they're, they're the lawyer for the state and our ours has been herring has been horrible mm. uh he is absolutely he, he just does whatever he politically feels is right not by the state law but whether he supports it or not it's it's a sad sad situation for him so um then those are very, very key positions. And we've really learned that over the last eight years with the, mm -hmm. with the Democrats, anti-gun Democrats in control. We've learned just how much damage a governor can do and how much damage a lieutenant governor can do by voting wrong and the attorney general by ignoring uh, Virginia law or enforcing only what he kind of likes. So right. the other thing that's up is the entire general, uh, the entire uh, House of Delegates in the General Assembly. Our wow. Senate isn't up for two more years. That's almost at a dead tie. They, the Democrats have a one vote lead, one. In the House, which is entirely up for grabs, they have a five vote lead. So just six vote switch. And then the House will completely change over to Republican. We'll get a new speaker. The one we've got now is terrible. Uh, and uh, here's the interesting thing. Two years ago, when, when the House was up earlier, uh, 40, 40 seats did not have a Republican challenger. So these, uh, you know, Virginia governors were by, you know, just, you know, horrified at this. Wait, you mean tell me 40 of these seats? They, they don't even have to run against somebody. They can take all their money and give it to other, uh, you know, Democrats. Wow. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, they got a new chairman for the Republican Party here, and he promised that wouldn't happen again. And he kept his promise. There are 100 delegates running, uh, Republicans running for 100 seats. So what I've been telling people is, you know, if you've lived in Northern Virginia in areas where they just, there was nobody good to vote for, they were all horrible. Uh, it's always the same person. There was nobody running against them even, or they're, you know, it was just two bad people. You now have a real chance to go out and vote. You can now actually put your vote somewhere and you can vote for somebody you could maybe better stand behind than you could the person that's representing you now. So this wow. is a big deal. If the if the house flips and you get a good attorney general, governor, and lieutenant governor, then we just have the Senate. And in there, there are about four uh, Democrats that um, don't always vote bad on guns. They've come through on a few things. They're not, they're not as good of a vote as the Republicans in the Senate, but these guys will come through at various times. It's only, it only takes getting a couple of one or two, two of them right now, and only one if the election goes well to, uh, to switch. And then uh, we can start to, again, actually get some laws on, on a good governor's desk, hopefully, and start, I mean, our goal right off the bat, and I'll, I guess we'll talk that in more detail, start reversing some of the bad stuff that's been done. Boy, absolutely. And we are going to take a deep dive into that. Mm -hmm. So just to clarify, I've got a screen up on my, my laptop here to, to help me understand about the voting. Um, and, you know, so many things have changed with the ways that we vote and when we can vote and how we can vote just over the the last few years. And so I do think that, that it's worth taking a moment to just kind of break it down, you mentioned that the last day of in-person early voting is Saturday, October 30th at 5 p.m. But what's the difference between early in-voting, uh, in-person early voting and just showing up at the polls on November 2nd? Yeah, it's a very good question. And there is, there is uh, an advantage to voting now. Number one, 
you don't know what might happen on November 2nd. That's the last day. So if, if you suddenly have to get called into work at some strange hours, if somebody gets sick in your family, if another COVID thing breaks out, oh no, we've got to shut down and you know slow down the public and all this stuff because we, can, we gotta, can't have meetings. So that could all happen. But there's another thing. People have showed up to vote and they were told, whoops, we show you've already voted. Oh. And now you got a problem, especially if it's the last day that you can vote. By voting early, you make sure somebody can't fraudulently get in and steal your vote. When they show up, they're told, sorry, the vote's already been taken. So, wow. uh, yeah. But I just told it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, if you're dead, you can still vote. No. I oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, it's one party so, seems to support that. <laughs> so crazy. So there's really just two days there, October 31st and November 1st, that there would be no voting at all, right. but you could vote in person early up to the 30th and then show up um, or show up, not and then show up because yeah, we're I mean, about voting once, right? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Uh, the, um, the other thing you can do, you could do an absentee vote uh, through mm -hmm. the mail. Um, and they're allowing that up to the up to November second if it's postmarked by November second. Uh, so they we won't really know maybe no results till the end of the week because they, mm -hmm. they'll give those coming in. But we don't recommend that. We recommend show up in person. All you do is you go to your registrar. The very you know the register each locality has a registrar. You show up there, and um, and you vote in person. My wife and I did it uh, weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, was quick and easy and really nothing to it, just like normal voting. It's so crazy that in this era that we're living in, there are more conveniences, more ways to get around. And now is when we seem to be having a crisis of, you know, you're locking people out of the vote and you know, you're mm -hmm. not giving us enough days to vote and all of that. And yet look back in history, you know, people by buggy would get to where they needed to go on the day that they needed to get there. Do it. And it's just crazy to me. But, we are. Well, <laughs> I was going to say that uh, McAuliffe, the Democrat, had actually said that he said, call me crazy, but it should be easier to vote than it is to buy a gun. And we ran with that. So we now call him crazy Terry McAuliffe because he wanted to be called crazy. Yes. He begged us to do it because he said, I think it should be easier to vote than buy a gun. So we put together an ad showing all the stuff you've got to go through to buy a gun and then what you got to go through to vote. And even yeah. then you can do it through the mail. So I want to be able to buy a gun through the mail. Point is, he set a standard that I like. We, yeah. need, to make, we need to make buying a gun easier than voting. Yes. That's absolutely what we need to do. I like it. And, you know, he is full of verbal gaffes. I, I don't know what it is about oh, yeah. him and, and the guy that's sitting behind the Oval, uh, in the know, oval, the oval Office right, right now. Uh, yeah. Well, I have a message for all the Democrats in Virginia. Those of you that don't like the way the thing, the way the state's going, still be a Democrat, but vote Republican. Yeah. Don't tell your friends, <laughs> you, you know, because, because obviously you guys need change. You see that the rocks are coming. And you need to stir the boat. And if you don't change the way you vote, you're going to hit the rocks. You're going to hit the rocks. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, if the uh, Democrat could quietly vote Republican. Yeah. And then that would send a message to their party and maybe their party would straighten up and stop right. doing some of this stuff so they could get their voters back. That's For one sad. thing, gun rights is a civil right. And yes. of course, that civil rights has been stripped from minorities forever. And that's why we have gun control in America. It all started to strip minorities of their civil rights. 
And uh, both parties should be fighting tooth and nail to see who can better protect and support all of our civil rights, including gun rights. And it's a shame that the Democrats have drawn that line where there's a complete distinction. If you look at the voting record in Virginia uh, and we color code it by party, uh, like in the House, uh, it, it was entirely red uh, from the top as you went down in the order of how good people voted. And there was one Democrat floating in that. And then it ended red, everything below it was blue and there was a huge gap. And in the Senate, there was no blue floating up where the red is. The worst Republican was way better than the best Democrat in the Senate. That's wow. crazy that uh, when I first got in, we, you know, I, you know, we were supporting Democrats and Republicans. If you're sure. pro-gun, that's all we cared about. And for a sure. while, you had your blue dog Democrats and they were strong on guns. They just had different philosophies on other things. But now they phased all them out. If you're too mild, they they run, they primary you in the Democrat Party and kick you out and get somebody in on the far left that uh, believes in gun control and all the other stuff. Well, the Democrats need to think it's not just about guns right now. It's about schools. Yes, they're, it is. It, it, your governor right now wants to control who goes to school, how they go to school. I I think that they're trying to get rid of the charter schools there and I, a I lot of like them. I haven't even heard that, but I do know that there's a quote by your current governor who's running again, Terry McAuliffe, that basically says parents have no say. Parents have no yeah. say about what goes on in school. So yeah. you, you turn your kid over in the morning, we're going to do whatever we want with their little developing brains. Tell that to a Democrat and see what they no, say. Tell that but, to them. By, by the way, yeah, it, it, it's, the, it's, not the, it's not the governor we have now. We have Northam now. McAuliffe was the governor before. We can, in Virginia, which kind of like, a governor cannot run for two consecutive terms. So like, like Northam, he's out no matter what. Uh, his eight, four years are up. Oh, no, North I, of I missed that. Thank you for correcting okay. that. Mr. Blackface, you, you probably remember that. Yeah. yeah. Thing about him. I do. Oh, well, he admits it was him. Then he says, well, no, I'm not so sure if that was me or if I was the other guy dressed up like the <laughs> Ku Klux Klan guy or, or who I was. I still don't think he knows who he is, but, but no. anyhow. No, he doesn't. So the, thank so you for the, correcting The guy that. that's running for governor is the one that's telling the people that we have no business yes. knowing what, uh, controlling our kids. Yeah. McAuliffe is the one that government knows what's best all over his tongue. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, the the man that he's up against, uh, Glenn Youngkin, from what I understand, uh, early on, the, the, the Democrat side thought, oh, this is cute. You know, it, it, this is no contest. We've got this in the bag. Absolutely. And that is not where we're currently standing. Oh, no, it's not. Not at all. Right now, it is absolutely a dead heat. Uh, sometimes, you know, Youngkin might be up a little and, and, and McCall, but they're, this was not the way it was supposed to come down for the Democrats. I think they're, they're sitting there with their mouths hanging open. And I'm surprised it's even close. It shouldn't be, but it is close, according to the polls. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, Youngkin, for whatever reason, for his own reasons, I guess he's trying to appeal more to the middle as well, trying to get some of the suburban women on board uh, he's really not uh, done any surveys. He does, and he hasn't done our survey. Didn't do the NRA survey. The problem with that is our political action committee cannot endorse anybody who does not do the survey. We want to know exactly what you plan to do in the future, and so he. So that doesn't mean that Youngkin's a bad guy, but it just means that we. The PAC couldn't get behind him and say, yeah, everybody, but we did get behind the Lieutenant Governor and Attorney General who both turned in uh, surveys. 
Okay. Well, that's good to know. So you've got a couple of solid uh, candidates that you feel like, okay, they're going to support what we're about, which is yeah, the I'm second not amendment. Saying, you know, and we don't know about Youngkin. He, he's, he's an NRA, he said he's an NRA life member. Whenever I've heard him talk, he's never supported anything that McAuliffe is talking about. No, he didn't never support any kind of gun control when he talks, but we can't just go by that. We need more. But uh, McAuliffe, we know what he'll do. We had him for four years, uh, Cheryl, and we know exactly what he'll do. And he's he, before, right now, he's being more quiet about guns. They're trying to, mm -hmm. shh, quiet, let's not stir up the gun owners. We don't want the gun owners. Out the, but <laughs> months ago, he was talking, he wants an assault weapon ban. He he, uh, you know, wants uh, even more background checks. I have no idea where he thinks he's going with that. Uh, oh, those those evil homemade guns, you know, uh, can't have those uh, and so forth. So he's, you know, he's, uh, he's, he, we know where he stands without Absolutely. a doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hopefully he will not stand inside the, the governor's office again uh, as governor. So we'll, yes. You know, we'll hope for that, that people are paying attention. When you see there are 100 seats, the entire house, yeah. that is, Absolutely. I mean, come on, voters, get involved, get educated. Don't just sit there and go, well, I've always been a, a Democrat. My dad was a Democrat. My grandma was a Democrat. So that means I just vote for a D. Pay attention you know, and, and vote for freedom. But they were free back then. The Democrats yeah. weren't like they are now. That's true, yeah. but it's no, changed. No, it's been changing over the years. And if you think about Ronald Reagan, I'm old enough to, to you know, voted for Ronald Reagan. Um, he used to be a Democrat. Yeah. And that was, this was in the 80s. He said, yeah, I used to be a Democrat. And I guess it was in the 70s. He said, uh, but I didn't leave the party. They left me. Right. I didn't recognize him anymore. That was back then. Could you if imagine? If he was alive now and he looked at what's going on, Right. I mean, I think his teeth would have fallen out of his head. It was like yeah. unbelievable that the, the that they have gone this far against civil rights and everything. Yes, it's, they it's away with it. really we're living in bizarro land and freedoms are uh, being mocked. Actually, I, yeah. I'm hearing, you know, even Joe Biden, the man that's the president of the United States is mocking people for standing on principles of freedom. Our whole nation was founded on the principles of freedom. And Even he's mocking the new, it. The new Superman, they don't want to have him saying, end the American way. It's like, what? How did we, we're the shining light on the shining city on that hill. We didn't get there by accident. There is something yeah. called the American way. It's called liberty and freedom. But yeah. you can't have world, one world government and have that shining light. So they're trying to turn it out. So we're all equally as miserable and as yes. enslaved as the rest of the world. It's such a small so amount of true. people, though, really, when you think about it. And oh, yet yeah. they're winning because, because they're getting out of their chairs they've and they're got, voting. Yeah, and they've got a lot of money. They've got billionaires throwing money. We don't have any billionaires throwing money at us. They've got Bloomberg and so forth. Yeah, when you look, look. When we had that 50,000 people here a couple of years ago for that round, there's no way in God's green earth, even if they took all the anti-gunners from the entire nation and bust them into Richmond, they couldn't have come close to matching those numbers. Yeah. And Absolutely. that was probably half of what they would have been, except for all the scare tactics of, oh, no, we're going to have uh, terrorists here and there could be shootings and, we, uh, you know, all that stuff that went on. It was amazing. But still 50,000 people showed up. So between that that rally with the 50,000 people and now 
we've had this craziness of what happened at the, the, the U.S. Capitol building. Mm-hmm. I think that has caused a lot of people to feel like I just don't want to have anything to do with any kind of a public gathering or a rally or or anything like that. Um, now, I say that and yet just yesterday, uh, New Jersey had a massive uh, rally and, and march people standing up for their their um, health freedoms, their, mm-hmm. the freedoms over whether or not they are mandated to put something in their body. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you guys planning for another rally? Uh, yeah. Was that what, what's going on with that? Well, we're, right now we we don't have we we don't have the final word on it, but we are looking at having a a, a large rally again at a, at a different location, close to where we'll be near Richmond, and then mm-hmm. we will also be uh, getting people to Richmond that same day, in in large groups to lobby, purely lobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we aren't going to rally in in Richmond City because of some crazy ordinances they've got. That's okay. They're not going to stop us. If they think no. they're going to stop us, they, they're greatly mistaken. So we're working on, and as soon as we get a go-ahead, we'll be announcing the exact details. But mm-hmm. we, we could have quite a rally, another big one uh, coming up. Yeah, we're not slowing down on that. Fantastic. When you yeah, have dates and, and locations, you let me know because I yeah. would like to get myself on well, a plane and get there. So. Okay, I could tell you, Lobby Day is going to be on the third Monday of uh January, which unfortunately coincides with uh, uh, the SHOT Show. It always does. Oh, well. But um, uh, yes, it's going to be on that date. But there'll be more information as to to exactly where this rally is going to be. Originally, we were thinking we could do the rally maybe a week earlier and then just have pure lobbying that day. But I think we've come up with a way we'll do it all like we usually do is have a massive rally. In fact, this this could even be better because we'll be in control of who can be speaking, how long they can be speaking. Uh, we won't be on capital grounds where they get to dictate. Well, you get exactly an hour. And if you go over, we'll cut your power off. Oh, and you can't bring your own speaker system. You can't bring your own uh, power. It goes, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, really wow. bad. So we're going to, we're going to ignore all that. We won't have to worry about it. Fine. Uh, we'll do it our own way. Well, we'll see how this works out. I'm, I'm kind of excited about it, but Fantastic. I'm just waiting for the final go ahead from where we're having to coordinate this. I love it. All right. Well, maybe with your new yeah. governor, you'll be able to change some of that. Yes. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes. That's a good enough reason right there to, to vote for uh, somebody that's not actually verbally anti-gun. And that's that's one of the distinctions, you know, that's a little hard. If you have somebody that is promising you they're going to trample on yeah. your Second Amendment rights, and then you have somebody else that maybe hasn't said a lot. Uh, you know, how do you give your vote to the person who's promised you yeah. that they're going to trample on your Second yeah. Amendment rights? Yeah, you why know? would you? Why would you vote for somebody that? Yeah, that's absolutely going to stab you in the back, knowing that they're going to stab you in the back. Why right. would you right. do that? And, and they're, and like, they're t- oh, how did that happen? It's like the the tale of the scorpion and the frog. Right, right? and they take away your freedom <laughs> on your guns. Now they want to take your freedom away on your choice for your kids to go to school, and that's not it. Mm-hmm. That's not the last thing they're going to do. Mm-hmm. It could be. You know, you could lose all your freedoms if we don't wake oh, up. Oh yeah, well they're going to they're going to educate your children. Then they're going to grow up thinking, who needs guns? Who needs right. uh, freedom of speech? Eh. You know, government will protect me. Government will give right. me a job. Government will be my big right. daddy. I will bow to government. But if you're raised that way and you don't really know what freedom is, 
Right. And your freedoms are selfish, don't you know? That's what we're being told now. We should all be sharing equally, right? And that's exactly what happened in Russia when they had uh, their their, their communism going. The guys at the top had dashas and all this other, all these homes on the, and money and cars and food nobody else got. Oh yeah, we should all be equal, except uh, the guys at the top. And you get to be free to wait in line for eight hours for food. Yeah. And maybe a doctor, if they decide that your life yeah. is worth saving, they might look at right. you and go, well, you're what, you're 55? Eh, yeah. Eh, we don't really, you can't waste yeah. time on you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and they won't care. Yeah, and they won't care. So yeah. let's talk about uh, the agenda for the next legislative session for the Virginia Citizens Defense League. What, um, what do you hope to, to get pushed through what you hope to get repealed, maybe mm-hmm. just kind of lay that out there for us. To, to I think what- our primary agenda, first of all, is to, is to roll back everything the Democrats have done in the last two years, mm-hmm. uh, starting with what we call uh, preemption. That is, we would get rid of all local gun control. Now, we've been pretty good. As you recall, right before that massive rally in Richmond in 2020, at the end of 2019, we had thousands and thousands of people showing up at local government meetings to get them to become local government to become a Second Amendment sanctuary. Mm-hmm. 95% of the state became a sanctuary. If you look at a map where green is a sanctuary of Virginia, it's almost entirely green. There's like little pimples every now and then of areas that didn't do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. like Albemarle County and Charlottesville and Fairfax, all the more communist areas, if you will, they didn't come on board. So out of 194 localities in the state of Virginia, and last year they changed the law, letting them do some local gun control, like in all the government buildings and parks and things like that, 15 have done it out of 194. Mm -hmm. So we've kept it down to a dull roar, Mm -hmm. but that's 15 too many. Gun laws are not, what what other basic, freedom do we have where if you're going like if you're going to Albemarle do you suddenly give up your fourth amendment rights I don't think you do Uh, but boy when it comes second amendment oh no we can chop that all up so now you can't just learn state law if you're going to Albemarle you got to find out what their local gun laws are and if you're traveling around the state it's a nightmare so right now it's only 15 localities of which a couple exempt permit holders if you have a concealed handgun permit they just didn't like open carry but um we're just going to repeal that, uh, get that, put it right back to where it was, and all that local gun control will go away. However, I will be magnanimous in this. I will offer free of charge to go to each locality with a pair of bolt cutters or whatever it takes, and I'll take those sign downs for free and destroy them for free. <laughs> so just I'll, out of the, the goodness. Out, out of the goodness heart. of my heart, I will, I, love I will do that, and I won't be enjoying it too much. <laughs> yeah, we have that law in Arizona. They can't, Tempe, Arizona can't put a law in about guns right so that's well and you want to go after bloomberg when we heads down your way will be that's one of the first things they want to get rid of because they know that that discourages gun owners it gives you local tyranny Mm -hmm. because instead of here for example if you pass a gun control law for the state you basically got to get half of 140 people to go along with it. It's 100 in the Senate, and, uh, 40 in the Senate, and 100 in the House. But local government, sometimes you've got three people, five people. Mm-hmm. They can determine and take away yeah. your gun rights in certain areas. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, we've got so, Tucson here in Arizona that just really wants to be its own, mm-hmm. its own thing, its own entity. 
his and own they state. Would if you gave him a chance, right? They sure would. They try. They push the limit. They do push. Very it. liberal. Very. They, they've been threatened to be sued by the governor many times. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's what we have, like in Fairfax. They've been begging for this ability to do gun laws, and when they got it, boy, boom, just like that. And the funny thing is, the first one that did it was Alexandria. Their shootings went up forty percent the very month that they passed it, and they've been up since then. They were actually See, we, a very quiet area. If we, we could only figure them. out what's causing it, right? I mean, like- What could it be? What could it, be? it couldn't possibly be that we passed gun control. It's those other counties. It's those other counties allowing guns to come in. Right. Oh yes, of course, yeah, that's because they're the easy gun. No, they can't say that because they're surrounded by Fairfax, Arlington, all those places all have the similar gun control going on there. Absolutely. So the other thing we want to do was, was quite a bit, but that, that's one of the key things. You know, we need to get rid of one gun a month. Um, we need to get rid of red flag. Now, keep in mind that huge rally in 2020 allowed us to tame, back, cut back a lot on what the Democrats did. Yeah, they passed gun control, but all of it was toned way down. That I'll tell you what, that, 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 they looked out their windows and they saw people as far as they could see in all directions. And that caused them to back. So our red flag law is not nearly as bad as most of them are. You know, it's, it's very restricted as to who can do it. And there's, they have to do, they have to do an investigation and get proof that you should, before they even, there's a lot of stuff in there. Of course, it's all bad. It, it needs yeah. to go. So red flag would need to go. Uh, one gun a month would need to go. I, say that again. Just say that one gun a month. Sounds like a wife telling her husband, <laughs> you can only have one gun a month. Yeah, you I can know. only buy one gun a month. Well, I've had to tell my wife, honey, I last month I bought a gun and I have to buy one again. One gun a month, it's the law in Virginia. I yes. to buy. It's actually one handgun a month. You can buy yes. multiple rifles. But Seriously. <laughs> and and what tell me how that protects society. You're asking me to uh, explain gun control in a logical <laughs> way. That, no, but one gun a month. It's, 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 oh, it's about trafficking because people like you and me traffic guns. No, of course not. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. If they took away the guns of all the good people in Virginia, the crime rate would go up. It would never go down because we're not doing anything wrong. Wait, but it's not about that, guys. It's about disarming us. It's going to be eventually about disarming you out in Arizona. Yeah. You cannot have communism and socialism with an armed populace. Right. They, crime is just the excuse. In yeah. fact, you know that you know that that's why they, they've been defunding the police and everything else. They want the crime to go up because if you've been looking at crime for 20 years, it's been dropping and gun sales have been going like this because every time a Democrat says, we're going to take your guns, gun sales go through the roof. They haven't figured out yet anything about psych psychology. Mm -hmm. So they keep driving more and more and more guns out there at the same time they claim to be wanting to get rid of them. But they're, they want to get crime up to go to where people finally say, oh, my God, look at all the people dying. I'll give you my guns because, you know, the government will say, yeah, we need all your guns. So the only people that have guns are going to be the police and the bad guys. That'll be it. And that's what they're hoping for. They're driving the crime up. But, of course, we know the actual crime is all happening in the poor parts of cities like it always has. It's always, uh, it, it's mostly bad guys uh, shooting bad guys. Occasionally other things happen like that, but that, that's the goal of this. It's not to, to make America safer. They, they don't care about that. They care about power. And you yeah. get rid of guns by scaring everybody into turning their guns over. And then the second amendment doesn't matter if nobody right. wants to use it. But it's a they great don't know us very well. They don't know us. Would, would this influence you to give up your guns? It's not going to influence <laughs> me to. I'm going to yeah. buy more guns if there's a high crime rate up there. Right.
right? And if people just look, you go to all the democratic controlled cities or states, and that's where the highest crime is, Chicago, where you're more restrictive. Yes. And, and yet, and yet, what do they think? I mean, I would think, okay, like California had a chance to get rid of their governor. Governor has been doing terrible things. I don't think of anything that he's done good. They had a chance to get rid of him. And what was the worst that could have happened? Having another guy come in and, and change things for a year? Then they yeah. could have elected one of their other people again. It was, it's, why are they afraid to make a change? Well, we're assuming that the votes were done. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Legally. Well, true. Of course yeah. they were. Uh, on the other hand, a lot of what had been happening in America had been happening very slowly. It's the old analogy of the cooking, cooking a frog in the water, slowly turning up the temperature, and he keeps adjusting. And we do tend to do this. We're little changes. We tend to, we're human. We, we can live everywhere on this planet where a lot of animals can't. We can adapt and, and utilize our brain. But it, it backfires if something's being done to us slowly. We just adapt to it. And pretty soon we're used right. to it, and we just ignore it. Uh, as opposed to when they come up and turn that heat up, yeah. and, which is now what's happening. Yeah. When all of a sudden there were riots and, and they were defunding the police and there, and there was all this stuff going on. That caused 8 million new gun owners to come on board because they said, wait a minute, you mean I can't not look, you and I and everybody listening to this knows that we've never counted on the police to be there to save us. That's why we have guns. It's not nothing against the police. I was a deputy sheriff proudly, but they cannot be there in time. The odds of them getting there to save you in, in a violent attack are like winning the lottery. It happens, but I haven't won it yet. And I don't know about you guys. So I carry a gun, but there are people out there that never woke up that much. They truly thought with their little cell phone and they kind of pictured how a crime would go. Okay, well, I'll talk to him. I can talk him down. And while I am, if things aren't going well, I'll just call the police and they'll come out. They'll bring guns. I don't need guns. They'll bring them. Yeah. They'll take care of it. Then suddenly they woke up are kind of where we've been off forever and said, oh, I might not be able to call the police. Right. And, well, maybe guns aren't so bad after all. Right. And Eight million came on board. Absolutely. Yes. And then nowadays, uh, our people are people around you even using their smartphone to dial 911? No, they're using their smartphone to videotape the assault that, that is happening to you. What, there was a woman just, uh, was it New Jersey? I forget where it was. It was a subway. A woman was being attacked and raped and people got out their cell phones and filmed it. And so Good she had, yeah. If, yeah, if she had been a responsibly armed citizen and not disarmed by wrongheaded laws, or if some of these yahoos who, you know, are filming instead of trying to help uh, had been armed, you know, maybe this would have gone in a different direction. I agree. But, Some people might have said, oh, my God, I don't have I mean, I'm not going to go up against that guy. So I'll try to be a good witness or whatever. But that's that's really not a very American way either. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't have stood by no. and let somebody be raped like that. It's no. like, all right, well, I, you know, I guess I'll put my life on the line. But I carry a gun in Virginia. So this would go pretty well from from my point of view. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, um, so that woman would have been safer absolutely. had she been on a subway with you right oh, yes absolutely because you're a responsibly so armed citizen and uh you probably carry a phone and you're probably gonna empower somebody near you to dial 911 with it right yeah, let them worry about it well, well, well this guy's staring down the barrel of a gun exactly yeah. he'll be frozen in his place i can't tell you how many times we've interviewed people that were anti-gun that became victims and changed to carrying a gun there it's it's unbelievable how many 
And just people need to wake up and say, well, I don't want to be a victim in the first place. And you are your first responder. We yes. got to remember that. Always yes. you're the first responder. And what does the first responder do? Prevent the crime from, from going on, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just a shame that people have to wait until after they become a victim before they realize it. Again, like I said, people have a tendency to picture, well, if I was ever attacked, you picture in your mind a scenario and you think that's how it's going to go. It's going to happen to you on a day when you least expect it. Yep. It could be a bright sun, sunshiny day. Yep. Um, you're completely relaxed. You open the door in a safe neighborhood and suddenly there's a knife in your throat. That's right. true. That is it absolutely like true. That. I tell our members, carry a gun at home. You should have one within reach because somebody can kick your door in and be in the house with you in a few seconds. And you're and either ready for that or yeah, you're this not. This isn't crazy. This happens. We, we used to do a segment called uh, the Responsibly Armed Citizen Report, and we would play these news reports of these things that have happened on, like you said, it was just an ordinary day. And a lady was just, you know, just got in their car. And then the next thing you know, something horrible is happening. So go ahead. Look, I wear a seatbelt, not because I'm looking forward to an accident or I expect Thank to be you. in an accident. Thank I carry you. a gun for the same reason. But if Absolutely. I have an accident and the seatbelt isn't on, it's not going to do it's me too any good. It's too late. That's how exactly. I, that's my analogy. Exactly. All right. We got to start wrapping up, but I want you uh, to tell folks two things, really drive it home. What is at stake? with this election coming up on November 2nd, 2021 in the state of Virginia and how do folks uh, follow the work that you're doing, get involved with the Civil uh, Citizens Defense League there in Virginia, um, go. Okay, all right, well, what's at stake? Uh, if Terry McAuliffe comes sweeping into the office, he has said that he wants to, to ban semi-automatic rifles he said he wants to uh, make uh, magazines that'll hold more than 10 rounds illegal. Uh, he wants to not allow you to make homemade guns anymore, something we've been doing since uh, this was a state uh, mm -hmm. or, or a commonwealth. Uh, all, of that's, all of that's out there. In fact, that will only embolden the other side. If they win this election and they come in, they've got two more years that they don't have to answer to anybody and next year will be a nightmare. Yes. Uh, because that will be one year away from the, the year that they then would have to run again. So that's that's when these parties hit the hardest um, to get involved. Yeah, we need everybody involved. You there's not much, not really that much asked of Americans, but you are expected to vote. You are expected to hold your politicians in line. We have to hand to the next generation what we have. It shall not die on, with on our watch. We cannot let that happen. So um, VCDL, we, we're on social media. Uh, you can go to our website, vcdl.org, as in Virginia, citizensdefenseleague.org. Uh, there, you can, there's also a place there you can see all the places. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We reach out everywhere that we can. Um, membership is $25 a year. Um, we don't drive you crazy like some organizations that constantly be begging for money. We're very frugal but we get a lot done. So uh, you can join on our website. It's, it's extremely easy. Also, the gun laws are up there. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, you can learn a ton by, by going up. And we're uh, going to be running some ads all over Virginia. And it's starting tonight. Uh, there's going to be radio and TV ads uh, because we've had our top three people like McAuliffe and stuff pushing to release criminals into society. 
at the same time. And some of these, we got the, the thing documents, people that were murdered and killed by these people that were let loose um, at the same time they wanted to disarm us. So that, that should, be, it should all be very interesting. So, you know, get into the fight with us. Um, and uh, we've got 27,000 members. They're very active and 60,000 on VA alert. But there's 700,000 permit holders in Virginia. We're almost at three quarters of a million we should have three quarters of a million people that are in this group. If we did, there was nothing we couldn't accomplish. I couldn't even fathom what we could accomplish with that many members. Exactly. So. My goodness. Wake up, 25 people. bucks right. a year. Holy to, cow. To be free. To, yeah. To fight for freedom, to be a part of it. Thank you so much for all that you do. Philip yep. Van Cleve, president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League. We so appreciate you. We'll check back in and see how the election went. Okay. All right. Fingers crossed, guys. Thank you very much. I really, I really enjoyed this. Thanks. Thank you. Bye -bye. Us too. Bye-bye now. All right. I want to urge, you know, Virginia is a big state and we have listeners all over the world. Mm -hmm. If anyone knows anybody that lives in Virginia, call them on the phone right now mm -hmm. and tell them to vote. Mm -hmm. Get up there and vote. I'm telling you, we're talking about your governor. We're talking about your lieutenant, lieutenant governor. governor that breaks the tie on votes. We're talking about your attorney general, who is the lawyer for your state. And we are talking about 100 seats in your house of delegates. And right now there's a five vote lead. He said, we just need to flip six. Six out of a hundred would give you just, just that edge. And 900,000 concealed carry permit holders in Virginia, if every single one of them voted Tell me that wouldn't make a difference. It's crazy. And then on this site here that I'm looking at, there are also lots of local offices. And if we have not been woken up in the last year and a half about what mayors can do, right? Right. City councils can do, school boards. A mayor can, can do. make you wear a mask. A mayor can make you not have your kids go to charter school. There's so much that can be done on these local level yes. elections. Yes get involved. Don't vote by party because there are a lot of, you know, ones with the big R emblazoned on their chest that really don't vote like they're a Republican. You've got to look at the person themselves, look at their, their record, if they have a record at all, to be able to help you determine vote for your rights, vote for your liberties, vote for your freedoms, because we start this show every time with Ronald Reagan saying that our freedoms are only one generation away from extinction. We don't even have a full generation now. Right. It's tomorrow. It's one election away from extinction. Right. And you do, and the Democrats, okay, there are some things that Democrats have a few good ideas. I'm not saying that Democrats are demons, mm -hmm. but when it comes down to I know several Democrats that like guns, mm -hmm. okay? And they love guns and they believe in the second amendment, but they bet they vote Democrat because of other issues. Mm -hmm. Our freedom is the most important and to be able to defend your freedom is a most important issue in the, that you could ever imagine, think about right now. Absolutely. If you're a Democrat and you want to be free, you need to vote differently. Yeah. Just, Absolutely. just for this, you can still be a Democrat. You can still push the ways that right. you like, but when it comes to freedom. And it would send a message as Philip Van Cleve was saying, it would send a message. If you don't like how far 
your party, like if we're talking to Democrats, how far the Democratic Party has shifted away from the core values uh, of what the Democratic Party was was really has traditionally, you know, been. Um, this sends that message to say we don't want, you know, communism, socialism. Right. We don't want Marxism. That's not what we want. That's not why we became Democrats. And if you do want it, get your butt out of the United States. That's true. If you I want mean, that. Let's look at some of the cautionary tales. We've got uh, Australia. Holy moly, what's going on in Australia right now? And they gave up their guns because, you know, again, there was some big, terrible event. Uh, and, you know, it was an emotional sweep that came through and people were like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't need this gun. Not thinking about the gun is the or else, right? The gun is the thing that protects you from two-legged and four-legged and no-legged predators, those snakes that go slithering through the grass. Don't be calling Democrats snakes. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Um, all right. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. But, uh, but seriously, we really you need to listen to this because it's the truth. And if you don't think we're going to a country of less freedom, then you're not looking. It's true. And this is an opportunity in the state of Virginia to set a new tone, to right. help the rest of the nation go, yeah, we're not real happy with the direction things are going. And uh, turn that boat around. We can start turning that boat around one state at a time, sending that message back up the chain that at the federal level, the stuff that's going on in those chambers, the, the, ruinous financial bills that are being just laid out there like it's nothing you know trillion the word trillions of dollars just trips off the tongue like oh it's nothing, nothing. just print more you know it's just yeah it's or fine. or tax more right and uh or do both and they talk about inflation like it's oh it's just a minor little blip it's just a transitory thing well we don't want poison at all right? Like if you're making, a, this is an analogy I've used in the past. If you're making brownies, how much poison are you willing to accept in that batter before you say, yeah, I wouldn't eat that. So if you want to look at inflation as a little bit of poison, you know, this new spending bill is a little bit of poison. Well, how much poison are you willing to take and to eat? How about right. none? Right. How about we draw the line and we say none? How about we start paying our bills back how about we start you know actually why why are we sitting here waiting for boats that are out in the pacific ocean to bring us stuff why are we that dependent on other nations to supply us with the things that we need or feel we need we need to be more self-sustainable in our homes in our neighborhoods in our cities in our states and in our nation right. all right I said I was getting off the soapbox and I got back on it. All right. Um, we need to wrap up. Thank you so much to our amazing guest. Yes. Philip Van Cleve. Thank you so much to our awesome listeners all over the world. Wherever there is internet, we have listeners. We value you. Your time is your most finite commodity. And when you spend it with us, we recognize it and we value that. We appreciate it. If you would like to watch any of the videos, that we have uh, produced with the subject matter experts from all, all manner of areas on the second amendment and freedom and, you know, kind of cutting the cord between you and, and government, 
then you can go to our YouTube channel, our gun streamer, or the OpsLens smartphone app. If you like listening to the audio only version, because you know, you're, you know, cleaning house, or you're out on a walk or on a long drive, then go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com, click the on demand tab. And what are they going to do, Dan? Going to binge listens to your heart's content, darling. <laughs> Beautifully done. Um, and of course, share it with your friends. And when you're on, you know, back to the YouTube and the gun streamer, when you're on there, please subscribe. That, that helps the algorithms and all that mysterious stuff. And it helps uh, others know, the, the powers that be that know that this is content you want to hear, that it's valuable to you. And uh, then click the, um, the uh, notification button so that you get a little, a little ding when we put up some new content. We've got lots of great new content coming up. Um, all right. What else are we going to do, Dan? We're going to pray for our nation. Absolutely. We're going to pray for our leaders. Absolutely. We're going to pray for the leaders that we don't like. <laughs> you said that awfully quiet. Oh, my mic just kind of went. Uh -huh. mad yeah. Went, uh, the ones that we're not so fond of, we're going to pray for them too. We're going to pray for the ones we're going to vote out of office. Absolutely. We're going to pray for them to find gainful employment where they're not ruining our lives. How about that? Yeah. Right. Maybe especially for those ones. I know it'd probably be a pretty big financial drop for a lot of them. Uh, uh, that's part of the problem, isn't it? Pelosi. All right. Um, I didn't be good say to that, each did other. Did I say Pelosi? Did I say you, that? You might have. You might have. I'll probably have to edit that I out. I think your mic went quiet again. All right. Until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye.